Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Faith Family Church. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv. This is Faith Family Church. And when you come to Faith Family Church, you're going to be treated like family. Guess what happens in family? Not everybody gets along all the time. Ooh, you said that? Yeah. Guess what? It's a sign of maturity when we get over things. When we get over things, why? It's a sign that we're walking with God when we can walk in love and forgive. So I got a lot of stuff to cover, and it's really awesome that we get to be together and I'm just going to jump right in. I'm going to pray, and then we're just going to get started. Father God, I worship you, and I'm just thankful that we can come and gather under your son Jesus' name. And I thank you that people are here to receive your word and to walk away different than when they got here. I ask you anoint what I say because I'm reading your scripture in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I'm, I'm super excited. I've been doing a lot of studying lately in James, and there's a parallel between James. How many of you guys ever seen the book of James in the Bible? Anybody? Okay, fun fact. James was Jesus' little brother. He, is, uh, he was there when Jesus was growing up under Mary and Joseph, and he was there um, to see his brother raise again. You know, can you imagine growing up and your brother is the word of God. Like, think about the pressure, you know, like, uh, you know, your brother, imagine being Michael Jordan's kid or Michael Jordan's brother and be like, yo, your brother is Michael Jordan. Can you play ball? No, I can't even dribble the ball. That's literally like the comparison to Jesus and James. And then also, um, James had a very different uh, perspective and he had a very raw nature about him. He was a straight to the point kind of guy. He was very uh, black and white. He was very, I'm going to tell you how it is. How many of you guys ever met those kind of people before? Okay, sometimes it's not what they're saying, it's how they're saying it. With James, it's kind of like what he was saying, because it was just heavy. It was just altogether hard to swallow. And we're just going to jump right in, because I just want you guys to know something. Uh, John 14, 6 says this. This is Jesus talking. Jesus said to him, I am the way... I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And the reason I'm sharing that with you is because Jesus Christ is the way to God. He is the truth revealed to us about God, and he is our life. And that there's no other way to heaven. There's no back road, there's no side road. There's one way to God, and that is specifically through Jesus Christ. John 8.32 says this, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, the reason I've been reading James is because I find it intriguing. James talks about sin, and he talks about sin in such a way that I've never got the understanding or the clarity until I was reading it pretty recently. And the thing that James was dealing with is sin. And sin is a, is a nasty word. People don't want to talk about sin. A lot of people in 2022 were like, let's talk about Jesus and not talk about sin. You can't talk about Jesus, though, and not talk about sin. 
And the reason why is that Jesus' whole purpose for coming to mankind was to save us from the sin or the separation that we had from God. So you can't talk about Jesus and not bring up the purpose of why he was here. The reason he had to go to the cross, the reason he was forsaken by God to where he was crying out on the cross saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Is so that we could boldly go to the throne and receive mercy and grace and that God would not forsake us when we've sinned against him. But there's something that we do after we get saved and we have this decision that we can make. We can continue to stay in sin, and we can deceive ourselves into thinking that, oh, well, God's grace, God's going to forgive me. And that's true. God will forgive you. There is his grace, but Jesus didn't die for you to stay stuck in the mud. He didn't die for us so that we could never glorify his name with his transformation power in our life. He didn't die for us so that we wouldn't live for him. He literally died for us so that we could live for him, be a light to the world, and show the world, my life is different now because Jesus is my Lord. So I'm going to read to you um, James, and this is, this is very interesting. James 1, 12 through 15 says this. It says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. That scripture just kept standing out to me. And it compares sin or it explains sin this way nobody when you're tempted it's not god that's tempting you it's our own desires it's our own uh desires the thoughts that come in our mind things that we like thinking about it's very simple this or some guys like blonde-headed girls some guys like dark-headed girls some guys like red-headed girls it's your preference, your desire. Well, how do I, why am I saying this with sin? Some people struggle with gossip. That's their sin of choice. Every opportunity they get, they're going to let people know that they know what's going on. You know that gossip is the same as murder. Here's another thing. Some people are slaves, slaves, slaves to addiction. They can't help it. They're not treating their body like the temple of the Lord. They're slaves to it. They try to get out of it. They can't. Some people have a wandering eye. Or some people look at women lustfully. Some women look at men lustfully. That's not what God has for us. That's not the best he has for us. But let me tell you this. Make no mistake. When you sin, it's from your desire. And when desire is conceived... It gives birth to sin. And I'm going to spend some time on this, and I I really believe it was the Holy Spirit showing me this, just plainly through the text. What do women do when they are pregnant? I'll tell you, because I have three kids. So I know. They will change their whole lifestyle 
to fit around the baby. They'll start cleaning a room. They start making a space for that child. And it's so interesting that James says when desire's conceived, it gives birth to sin. See, sin, when we have a choice, we can either protect it. And what do mommies do? You will never hear a mommy talking about how ugly her baby is. Mm, yeah, I kind of like, no way. Be careful, Pastor Chris. <laughs> Ever. And all the mamas said, amen. See, isn't it, it's, it's interesting, though, that James said when desire's conceived, it gives birth to sin. So what we have to decide to do, you kids went to conference. God showed up mighty. The church is supporting you. You have to realize, are you going to tell people what you're dealing with? Or are you going to start changing your life? Because at first you can't tell. You don't know when women are pregnant at first. They know they're pregnant. They start changing. And what do we do with sin? We sit there and we make opportunity or allowances for it to be in our life. And then we nurture it. We care for it. We sit there and protect it. And then what we, how do we do this? What's the parallel between us and God with sin? This is a parallel. You can't have two masters. You'll love one and hate the other. But let me tell you this. A mother will lay down her life for her baby before the baby's born. After the baby's born, the mother will not only lay down her life, she will lay down your life because the baby is born. Let me tell you. That's, amen? What we do with our sin, if we're not dealing with it, we sit there and protect it. We nurture it. Don't talk about my sin that way. I was born this way. You weren't born to be a sinner. You were born into the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We were not born to be okay in a sin atmosphere. Jesus didn't die for us to stay the same. You know that song, and the youth probably don't know it, Still the Same. Bob Seger, I said it a couple weeks ago. It's one of my favorite rock songs of all time. It goes still the same. We as believers should never be able to sing that song when Jesus is Lord of our life. We, Jesus shouldn't be able to look at us and go, oh, you're still the same. And what do we do when we nurture and protect our, 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 our sin is we get angry and we divide and we create sides. And what do we do? We can't be nurturing and protecting our sin and still serving and loving God. We can't do it. Now, we try to for a while. It's called playing church. We try to. We try to sit there and be like, I ain't going to tell anybody this because let me tell you something. All of us are in the same boat. Jesus knew what he was getting into when he died for mankind. He knew that mankind was still going to struggle with sin after he died and rose again, but he told us how to deal with the sin. When you have them desires, start replacing them with what the Word of God says. Don't let your mind go to where your mind is just constantly going. Well, these are my secret thoughts. Let me tell you something. There's no secret thoughts with God. We're here today because... Jesus Christ is our Lord. Some of you guys came here because you were invited, and you're like, Brian, if I go this time, will you stop asking me to come to church? Thank you for coming, and we're still going to ask you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. 
Most of us in here, though, are here to grow spiritually. Most of us are here because Jesus is Lord and we're trying to, to do it his way. We're trying to rest in the grace that he's given us. And here's the interesting thing. When sin, when it's full grown, it brings forth death. Now, that's totally opposite of what Jesus came to do. Do you realize that you cannot love something that hates God and you cannot serve God and love sin? Jesus said this, no one can serve two masters, Matthew 6, 24, for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. This is how we deceive ourselves. At first, we have this nice little precious sin that we're dealing with and it's so cute and it's so innocent. I'm not hurting anybody. Anybody ever tell yourself that? I'm not hurting anybody with my sin. This is just me personally. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting the relationship with God. Here's the other thing that happens. When you don't talk about your sin, now I'm not saying everybody should come talk to me or the pastors here. I'm talking about having a friend that's going in the same direction as you that you can be real and authentic with. You can say, hey, I'm struggling with this. And they're not going to look at you and be like, I'm going to start a prayer team to help you with this. I'm talking about authentic friendship that people will be in the trenches with you and help you and keep you accountable to the cause of Jesus Christ in your life. To where this is what happens. You love one and hate the other. You're loyal to one and hate the other. How many people know of people or have been this person that you used to go to church? It's something I used to do. It's somebody that I used to know that Jesus Christ Why'd you stop going? It wasn't real for me. It wasn't not real for you. The priority for you changed because you had your sin baby that you loved and cherished and protected. And then you made sides with the sin that you're dealing with and got mad at God. You weren't, it wasn't that God wasn't working or didn't work. You weren't doing what God said to do. And now you've made an alignment with something that actually hates God, but not only hates God, but hates you too. Sin, the Bible says, the end is death. It's like cancer. Isn't it crazy that cancer, the cells in your body, rebel against your body, do their own thing, and they end up killing you, but right when cancer kills you, it kills itself. Sin is a kamikaze suicide mission to kill you and destroy your life, and to get you mad at the only person that cared about your life to die for you. You guys getting this? James 5, 13 through 16 says this, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil. In the name of who? The Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I know so many people. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Us as pastors, we learn this. 
there's no way you're always doing great. If you're always doing great, you're doing something wrong. Just being honest. If you never have an off day, you're off. How can we, going against the world's system and the world's culture, not have battle daily? If you're just, let me tell you something, I love lazy rivers. First thing I do at a theme park or water park, I'm going to find the lazy river. I'm going to get in my tube, and I'm just going to chillax. That's what we used to say when I was younger. I don't know if you guys still say it. Thank you. And I'm just going to go with the flow. And you know what's so funny? Just like a lazy river, sin, it's like a, it's cyclical. Been there, done that. Same bar, same friends. Same friends, different faces. Same situations, different cities. I had to move out of here because this, this was such a bad area for me. I had to move and leave out of this area. No, 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 no. If that was the case, Jesus would have called everyone to Jerusalem. Come here to Jerusalem where I defeated sin. The issue, what are you doing with, what are you doing with the baby? You give it up for adoption, you're like, oh, get away from me. I don't want you. You want to kill me. And let me tell you what sin is. Sin is the most disrespectful, unruly baby you've ever seen. You ever seen a child that's spoiled, rotten? All right, we can be honest. All of us have seen some kids that, like, you see them out in public, you're like, take them home. Just take them home now. Take them right home. Or you have the kids running around just making a crazy, ah! And what happens? The parents end up caving into the kids instead of the kids being disciplined and their will change and forged because the, the kids are like, stop, stop, stop. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And what do the parents go? If you just stop, I'll let you do it. Is it bearing witness with sin? I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. I want it today. I want it my way. I want it my way. And then we cave in. Here's what's so terrible about sin is that it always beats us up after we accept it. The person trying to get you to sin, that sin trying to get you to commit treason against God that Jesus came and died for you from, sin's like, I can't believe you did that. And then sin's like, you call yourself a Christian? You must not really be saved. And then we start dealing with these salvation issues. Like, And then here's the thing that just is so sad as a pastor. We end up believing something that lies to us and wants to kill us over somebody that already died for us so that we could have life. And we basically call God a liar. At Faith Family Church, we want to connect you to Christ through community. Now, we do three things at Faith Family Church, and they're not always fun. But I'm going to tell you, so you know exactly where Faith Family Church stands. We want somebody to know who Jesus Christ is, to know them as Lord and Savior. The second most important thing, we want to get you baptized so you can make a public profession of your faith. So you can let the world know, I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, and he's my Lord. The third thing, you're like, all right, so far so good. You know, I can ask Jesus into my heart. I can get my body dunked in some water and come back up. It's like five seconds. The third part is where a lot of people grow weary, and that's discipleship. 
But we are honest enough with you to say, listen, there's certain things that you have to do as a Christian to grow spiritually. The most important thing that you have to do is read your Bible. And here's where a lot of churches have failed new believers. Because the Bible says new believers are equivalent to babes in Christ. And the churches have not done a good job on growing them up. And how do we grow people up when they first accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Read your Bible. Have a good day. And then you go to read this Bible, and you're like, well, what do we want to do? This is America, 2022. We're going to start in the beginning. Then we start in Genesis. And by the 10th verse, we're like, this is so boring. This is what should happen. When you get saved, read Ephesians, the first three chapters. Because the first three chapters of Ephesians are going to tell you, it's indicative, it's who you are in Christ Jesus. It is indicating what Jesus Christ did for you. And when then, when you're starting to get that understanding, Jesus Christ did this, that Jesus Christ gave me everything that I need to succeed in walking out his plan for my life, that Paul's prayed this over the church of Ephesus, I pray that the eyes of your understanding are open, that you know what the hope of his calling is, that you know what the riches of his inheritance in the saints are, that you know that you've been seated in Christ Jesus. Do you know the Bible says that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that it has nothing to do with your works, your effort, it's all about Jesus? See, this is why churches have to disciple. This is why Faith Family Church is big. You get saved here? Ephesians. After Ephesians, guess where we're going to take you? Take you to Romans. You read Romans before you read Ephesians? <laughs> it's so sad. And it's so heavy. And it's so feeling like you can't do it. But when you read Scripture in the light of where you are in Christ Jesus, that's where the freedom comes. See, if you read Scripture not knowing who you are in Christ Jesus, it can be overwhelming. It can be concerning. It can be kind of like, whoa. I hope, I hope that you guys have gotten something out of today's message. I hope that you understand the truth about sin and its nature versus Christ and his nature. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. How do we get rid of this sin to where we have this maternal love for it? We spend time with Jesus. How do you spend time with Jesus? Through his word. The Bible says this. I'm going to read it again. John 8, 32. It says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Not that you heard a verse. Not that you repeat what somebody says. That you know the truth for you. And when you know who Jesus is, how do you know that? Pastor Eric, come up here for a second. Yes. Noah, can you come up here for a second? Yeah. So Noah is going to represent a believer in Christ Jesus, and then I'm going to close with this. I'm going to represent sin. And at first, sin always starts out really strong. It's manageable. It's tiny. It's a tiny issue. Not a big deal. Anybody told yourself that when you're dealing with sin? Oh, it's not that big of a deal. 
it's not that big of a deal. Let me tell you something. Sin is always a big deal because what it turns into is a big deal. It goes like this. I don't want to go to church. We're going over here after it's grown. And when it's full grown, sin will only take you to what it knows, and it's death. So how do we get rid of this issue? And I know I'm hammering the point twice because I think it's worth hammering twice. Noah, spending, Pastor Eric's going to represent Jesus. Spending time with Jesus, he will end up loving one and hating the other. But if he's spending time with sin, nurturing it, caring for it, making allowances for it, no, it's not that sin pulls him away. At first, he pulls the sin away. Oh, you got to pull me away. you got to pull me away. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My son, who I'm well pleased. <laughs> okay. So, at first we make the allowance. At first, God calls kind of like how he called Adam and Eve in the garden. He's like, yo, where are you guys at? And I was like, I'm naked with this sin exposed. I got to hide from God. So then we don't go to church as much. We don't talk to our church friends as much because we're so conflicted. We're like, oh, why am I doing this? Then we get to the point where we don't feel bad about it anymore. Then we get to the point where it's like, hey, it's, that's not a big deal. Who are you to judge me, man? You're right. We shouldn't judge anybody. Who are you to judge yourself in Christ, though? You should judge yourself by how you're acting. Is your lifestyle lining up with the cause of Jesus Christ? His cause to die you and set you free from sin. So what happens is when he starts spending time with Jesus, I need some youth group guys. You can come up too. The sons of thunder. Give them a round of applause. All right. But stand so where people can see. Everybody walk over here so people can see us online. See, when, he's, when Noah's spending time with Jesus through the word, he's got this little, little sin that he's dealing with. Then he has friends who are also spending time. Then he goes to them. And he's, here you go. And he says, hey, I'm dealing with stuff. This is something that's messing with me. And <laughs> that guy right there, that was awesome. But shh, I don't need your help rather than what I asked. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, so he goes to his friends, and he confesses his sin to his friends. What is it? I'm struggling with looking at pictures online I shouldn't look at. What else is it? Oh, I'm gossiping. I can't stand my parents. You don't understand how mean they are. The friends, because they're also spending time with Christ, they're going to sit there and say, you know what, Noah? We're going to pray over you. So they pray. So you guys do the prayer huddle. They're praying, and every time they're praying and they're doing it this way, it's starving out the sin in your life. Because the sin ain't going to be comfortable like this. And he's going to end up loving one master and hating the other. To where you yourself, you might think, I've never hated my sin. I've always hated myself for loving my sin. The reason why, you haven't done it this way. The reason, because you've made allowances. And when you stop making allowances and trying to justify your sin, that Jesus didn't justify your sin, he justified you in him. Okay? So they're praying, and guess what? He's equipped. Come here, you're done praying? And then you come over here, and then you end up hating the thing that you were so violently willing to protect. And all the glory goes back to God. 
That is how Christians are to be effective in 2022. Thank you guys very much. You guys will be seated. I hope you guys got something out of it. I, I really do. Because when I start looking at sin for what it is, and you start seeing what it is, it's like when you drink Coke. I love Coca-Cola. I have not had a soda in five weeks. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. I'm going to need more cheers than that, guys. It's hard. No, just kidding. The reason is because I realized as much as I love Coke, Coke didn't love me. You ever seen a, a metal nail dissolve in a Coke? I'm surprised I'm still here, how much Coke I've been drinking. I'm surprised I can still walk, you know, like, but God's good. He's faithful. I encourage you guys, see sin for what it is. It's not your friend. It is only your enemy. See Christ for who he is. He came to love you, show you his father, and pay for your sin. And the only thing he demands in return is that you allow his work on the cross to transform your life. I love you guys. If you could bow your heads and close your eyes. At this time, at this time, we're going to take up a moment to ask anybody in here, if you have not asked Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you'd like to, you've heard the message today, I want you to raise your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up like I called my son and the youth and Pastor Eric up. It's going to be a personal moment between you and God. I'm looking around the room. Okay. Now, those of us in here that you've been convicted by sin that you're nourishing, nourishing and sin that you're protecting and fighting for and you've been awakened to the truth and you just want to point in contact and accountability that today is the day that I am free from sin in Christ Jesus. I want you to raise your hand. I see your hand. See your hand. See your hand. See your hand. God's so good. All right. Those of us in here now, everybody put your hands down. Put your eyes up. Look at me. For you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Knowing who Jesus is, is not just saying, oh, I know that guy. It's literally knowing him intimately to where you call him a friend. It's like, you guys see Thor Ragnarok? Do you see Thor when he's in this? I'm just going to say it because I like Thor Ragnarok, but... Thor was in this Colosseum, and he was about to fight this beast. And the beast that he ended up having to fight was the Hulk. And he took off his helmet. He's like, I know that guy. We're work friends. Now, Hulk held a grudge. That's a different illustration. But I want you to know this. You have to know Jesus, not know of Jesus. I love you guys. At this time, we're going to take up our tithes and offerings. There's several different ways you can give. We have the tithes and offering box in the back. We have online. We have the square. There's several different ways. If you want to give to the cause of Jesus Christ at Faith Family Church, there is a way. That being said, that's all I'm going to say about it because Jesus is good. God is faithful.
So at this time, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to be dismissed. Father God, if there's anybody in here that is hooking up, connecting with the vision that you have for Faith Family Church with us, I thank you, Father, that you just revealed to them how important and how vital they are, that every part doing its part causes growth. And I thank you for just a revelation to them that they know that they're about the cause of Jesus Christ, that lives are being changed, that just as people were able to, to make a decision today, that today's the day that they're going to put God first, sin last, that it is just as important that we couldn't do that without the people who are here committed to the cause of Jesus Christ for Faith Family Church. I ask that you just show them that, and I thank you for sending those people to Faith Family Church. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You guys. Amen. amen. This is the end of this teaching. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay connected with our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv or like us on Facebook. Thank you.